0: Hi, this is Tom Butterworth, and uh, I'm sharing our new beginnings in Christ. It's crazy to think that we're already in August. It's back to school, studies, and our lives are getting busy again. But as we enter this eighth month of the year, I was reminded that the number eight is a very significant biblical number. A few months ago, I diarized that my devotion would be in early August. I noted it in my diary with the word new beginning. I've always heard people speak about August as the biblical number for new beginnings, but never fully understood why and thought to explore this a little for the devotion. Why is 8 significant and what do commentators say about the number 8 in the Bible? I found some really interesting insight. I won't go into it all, there is a lot. But overall 8 represents a new beginning, specifically meaning a new order of creation and man's true born-again event when he is resurrected from the dead into eternal life. There is so much more, but I won't go into all of that. The important fact is that number 8 centers around Jesus and is ushering in a new world order. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, God's promise is that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. What does this mean? What really happens to us when we believe in Christ? What does it look like to become a new creation? I read this amazing extract from The Journey by Billy Graham. Some of you may have read it and it explains it really well. He lists seven gifts God gives when we commit our life to Christ. I'm going to go through those slowly and just thought it would be great for us to meditate on that. The first thing is that what happens is we we give our lives to Christ, is that God gives us a new relationship. Once we were separated from God because of our sins, and not just separated but alienated from Him. In Ephesians 2 verse 12 the Bible says we were excluded, without hope, without God in the world. The first thing that happened when you committed your life to Christ is that God gave you a new relationship. He is now your loving Heavenly Father. And you are now his child, spiritually reborn into his family. The second thing God gives is a new citizenship. You're still a citizen of a particular country, but now you're also a citizen of the kingdom of God. As long as we're on this earth, we possess dual citizenship. On the one hand, we owe allegiance to our nation and are called to be good citizens. But we are also citizens of the kingdom of God that invisible kingdom of Christ. Our supreme loyalty is to him. And if someone demands we do wrong, we must obey God rather than man. We read this in Acts 5 verse 29. And someday the Bible tells us in Revelations 11 verse 15, when the seventh angel blew his trumpet, there were loud voices in heaven that said, this world's kingdoms will become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever." Not only does God give a new relationship with himself and makes us citizens of his kingdom, but he also gives us a new family, the family of God. You aren't just related to God, you are now related to other believers. The church, everyone who truly believes in Jesus is now your spiritual brother or sister. We are truly one new people. This is one reason why you're never alone if you know Christ. You're part of God's family, with brothers and sisters in Christ who love you and want to help you if you'll let them. Some people are very focused, using all their energies to reach their goals. Others drift through life with little purpose or direction, living for the moment and never thinking about where they're headed. Most people probably live somewhere in between, but they all have this in common. They are living only for themselves, and their own happiness. But when we come to Christ, God gives us a new purpose. Now we want to live for Christ, and not just ourselves. One of the Bible's most comforting truths is that when we come to Christ, God Himself comes to live within us, by His Holy Spirit. When you come to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live within you, and God gives us a new purpose. But without a new power, we'll never be able to achieve it. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus promises, you will never receive, you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You weren't meant to live this Christian life in your own strength. God has provided his Spirit to help us. The word conversion means change. And the most radical change of all when we come to Christ is that our God gives us a new destiny. Once we were headed for hell, now we are headed for heaven. Once we were bound for eternal separation from God, now we live with Him forever. Once we had no hope of eternal life, now we do. Romans 6 verse 23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ our Lord. In the midst of life's problems and heartaches, never forget this life is temporary. One day, all our burdens will be cast aside, and we will be with Christ forever. Before us is a new destiny where we belong to Him. Finally, let's be reminded that we're on a new journey. Remember, when we come to Christ, God gives us a whole new life. A new relationship, a new citizenship, a new family, a new purpose, a new power, and a new destiny. But this isn't the end of his bounty, for God also gives us one final gift, a new journey, a whole new path to follow until the day he takes us to heaven. In other words, your decision for Christ isn't an end, but a beginning, the beginning of a whole new life. Being in this eighth month, it's good for us to be reminded that being in Christ, we're on a whole new journey. We aren't only called to become Christians, but we're called to be Christians. The Christian life is a new journey, one that will take us the rest of our lives.